The Create Well podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. Here at Create Well, we are a labor of love, and we need your support to keep this podcast going. If you have the means, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash createwell, or go to our website, createwellpodcast.com, and click the donate button. Or if you can't support monetarily, please rate and review our podcast. Every bit helps. Welcome to the Create Well podcast, where we explore the intersection of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Erica Elon, and my puppy's sleeping next to me, and I've been painting this week, and I'm a paddleboarder. And you can find my work on IG at, at Erica Elon. And I'm Ray Sadagosa, singer, songwriter, roller skater, mother of Bronx. And Aww. you can find my work on IG at, at Ray Sadagosa. And I'm really excited about today's interview. We talked to founder, CEO of Urban Native Era, Joey Montoya, about scaling yes. your business. What? what? Hi, Erica. Hi, Ray. How are um, you? What's really fun? Oh, I'm good. I just got back from the dog beach Aww. and I took a shower for the first time in three days because my hot water has been out. Yay, showers. Love a good shower. Great. Love it. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I don't know, like, just to jump into it, I feel like I've been in this, like, artistic existential crisis. I, love I just, like, don't know who I am as an artist anymore. Like, that sounds so dramatic. But I feel like... Not at all. Like, I know. It's just, like, <laughs> I just don't even know. And I think it's, like, with COVID kind of ending, opening up, it's kind of, like, I'm definitely not the artist I was when mm-hmm. we went into lockdown. Yeah. And so, who am I now? I don't know. <laughs> It's like the most well, like melodramatic when, thing ever. But when this podcast comes out, mm. you're just going to be a completely different person because yeah. as of last night, you booked a haircut for this weekend. I'm cutting my hair. This is a very controversial subject amongst literally mm. a lot of people I know. And I did like this mm. poll on Instagram, like, should I cut my hair? And literally like 97% of people were like, no. <gasps> No way, yeah. 97? Um, I would say somewhere Oof. between 85 and 97. Like, it was a lot of people. Um, and my yeah. mom, like, every time I talk about cutting my hair, she always, like, b- brings me through this whole thing of why I shouldn't. And uh, mm. for those reasons, I have not cut my hair for, like, I've been thinking about this for, like, over a year. And at the end of the day, guys, it's hair. And it'll grow back. And mm. I feel this impulse not even impulse I've been thinking about it a long time but this desire to really change and shake things up and do a mini rebrand I love it I love it I don't know it's just like I just feel this like artistic existential crisis of like I don't really know in which direction my career is going and like I'm Mm -hmm. down for whatever way it goes I definitely feel like there's amazing things on the horizon, but it, like, I think there comes a time where it's like, 
a lot of times you're just as a as a freelance artist and as a creative entrepreneur you kind of just like go where the work is you know do you just like keep yeah. moving forward 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 but then very fortunately sometimes there will be work coming from many different directions and you have to make a choice mm-hmm. and I'm really good at, at being on the hamster wheel and like running forwards, 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 but I'm not the best at making choices and mm-hmm. making conscious decisions of which way I want to go. I mean, that's a lie. I, I, I am decent at making decisions. I don't want it to sound like I'm like completely incapable of making a decision, but I definitely, when there's like a, a choice between two creative directions, like that is hard, you know? Mm. And so... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's like at the end of the day, it's like, do I want to continue um, really having my main focus be um, as a singer songwriter and or do I want to like really focus on songwriting? I know this like to people who aren't in music that might be confusing, but a lot of times it's like, oh, are you a songwriter who also has an artist project or are you an artist who also Mm -hmm. does songwriting on the side for like other things? Um, And I don't know. I was like listening to the four hour work week today and it, mm-hmm. it, it reminded me, Erica, how like me and you, like we've been talking about wanting to start a business and like wanting to like figure out yeah. something we could sell and like all this stuff. And like, I don't know. I'm like really excited about a lot of things that are not only mm-hmm. centered on being Ray Zaragoza, like the singer, songwriter, music artist. And like, that'll always be like the epicenter of my career. But I don't know. I'm just like talking in circles now because it's just weird. It's like, what? No, you're on the brink of something. Yeah. I think that's why it can feel like circles, yeah. which we talk about a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's a couple steps back. It's a couple, you know, and like you're anticipating what's to come. Yeah. And I'm excited about your hair transition. I obviously don't understand all of the dynamics of what that means yeah. and what the pressures you face with mm-hmm. that are. But I've seen you sit with it, you yeah, know, for a this long year, time. Yeah. and yeah, and so, you know, I'm looking forward to what that symbolizes for you, yeah. and um, it's gonna be really beautiful. Thanks, Erica. and then all last night we're like on Pinterest, like pinning all these images, like oh, just I, I'm excited for you to enter into a new season and and feel refreshed, and um, yeah. Also, it's the summer. I like, know it's getting gorgeous it's, out, yeah. and so. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'm stoked. For I'm you. stoked. It's going to be great. And so, yeah. So that's my existential crisis of the moment. What's your existential crisis of the moment? <laughs> There's always <laughs> one. Um, part of my existential crisis is being stressed out about going on this trip. With oh, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Uh, just because realizing how much I, I've been really super lucky to travel a lot Mm. in my life and live in a number of different countries Mm -hmm. and places and um then before kind of settling here in Long Beach I was traveling a ton but not for for a lot of really painful Mm -hmm. reasons um going through divorce Mm. having this big criminal case that I'm always like slightly touching Mm -hmm. on but um being sort of a victim and witness and something really tragic Mm -hmm. and that put me on the road for a lot of safety Mm. reasons and etc and now I'm like oh my gosh I get anxious about traveling I really like being in my house here I like being by the water here I like um I'm not like a huge routine or planner person but there's something really 
special about this location for me. So my existential crisis is like, I have this amazing opportunity to go and be with somebody I love and um, be in a beautiful place, but it's kind of stressing me out this week. Yeah, I think that's really so normal. And like, especially, you know, traveling before was such a like a normal thing for you. And then you've been in Mm -hmm. this bubble, it's like Long Beach bubble for over like almost two years, like a year and a half, like two yep. years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like a nervous system thing. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. it's like, I know your brain is probably telling yourself like, this is going to be an amazing trip. I'm excited. Like, la, la, la. And right. then your body is like terrified. You know, it's all yeah. nervous system. And so I think like what you should do, like what I do whenever I'm having like those nervous system kind of reactions to something, mm. it's like find the things that like almost um, – and this is actually my friend – um, Jivik and Gila River on the reservation he's he told me this because when I was touring a lot he was like what are the things mm-hmm. that like remind you of home you know it's like yeah um even like for me it's like one of my grounding things when I'm traveling is I'm always sipping on hot water because it like kind of like calms my nervous mm-hmm. system or if you have like a scent or like a candle that like reminds you of Long Beach like light that mm-hmm. whenever you can or if you have like essential oil that like grounds you and reminds you of home um, and then always remi- reminding yourself that it's only temporary and you're just like, or like yeah. reminding your body that like you're going away temporarily and you're going to come back and that your, your yeah. center and your ground will always be like at home. And, um, that's something that, um, is hard when like, you know, before you were traveling and you didn't have home, like mm-hmm. you were always just on the road, like there was no like place to mm-hmm. call home. But now it's like, you could literally meditate on the plane in the cab, whatever, mm. in your apartment in Long Beach, like la la la. Mm-hmm. And Puppy Bear can't come, right? No. Yeah, so that's, I'm sure that's like a huge part of it too. Like, it's yeah. not even like just the traveling, but it's like being away from your baby. And so it's like normal. Yeah. But yeah, just like I would just like try to find ways to calm your nervous system and be kind to yourself. Cause that's a, like, I mean, I think a lot of people right now, like, just because we haven't traveled in so long, it's, it's scary. Yeah, yeah, it's a really uh, bizarre transition, yeah. but I am grateful. It's funny because you're talking about, like, think about things that ground you, and I'm like, the, the thing I've been like, this will keep me, like, grounded and calm yeah. is work. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, not the healthiest of options, but I think it's it's good to process okay. what other kind of, kind of symbol or yeah. thing I can do to, to feel connected with myself. Yeah. And, um besides just working remotely and it's okay like for your work to ground you uh like it can be a part of your grounding ritual you know it doesn't have to be like all or nothing I definitely have felt that I mean we're both kind of workaholics and like workaholics are definitely like (laughs) grounded by their work but speaking of workaholics (laughs) Joey Montoya (laughs) Joey, Joey Montoya a prime when you look it up in the dictionary his face comes yeah literally up. like joey but in the most in the best way possible in the best like, way possible a smiling healthy face yes. of work all his he's like i remember um so joey montoya he's the founder of and yeah founder ceo of urban native era this incredible mm-hmm. apparel apparel company i can't talk um mm-hmm. that um, is indigenous owned and lifts the the message and voices of the indigenous community and mm-hmm. and creates apparel 
made for all, not only for indigenous yeah. uh, folks. And Joey, I've been friends with for uh, three or four, five, five years, five years. Um, and I met him because I bought a couple hats from him at his booth at an mm. event. Um, and I was like, I already knew of his brand and I was like really intrigued by it. Like he's just got, had, from day one, he's had this really incredible brand and um, mm. really appealing images on hats and, you know, things like you are on native land and things that are just really cool. <laughs> like for lack of better words, yeah. like he's created like a really cool uh, culture within his brand. And um, we became friends like right off the bat. And then like from there, one of the things I did most with Joey was worked with him, like, but not even worked together, just like co-worked. Like he would, um, you know, he stayed with me a couple of times in LA or he was visiting and we literally, he would come over like early in the morning. He's an early riser and mm-hmm. like, like us. And we would sit at my kitchen table and just put music on at our computers and work mm-hmm. all day. And he's like, he's it. the kind of person where he could go to a coffee shop and he'll talk about this in the interview, get to a coffee shop at 8 a.m. and work straight through to the coffee shop closes. And right. I just, I... Or maybe at 6 a.m. Or maybe at 6 a.m. <laughs> when they're not even open, but he'll still take their Wi-Fi. <laughs> He's standing at the door. Yeah, exactly. He's like, huh. Um, uh, no, yeah. but I, 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 well, I owe so much to Joey because yeah. how I found your music was through oh, him nice. and through his amplification oh, of indigenous gosh. musicians. I, I love, love it. Um, but... What I admire so much about him is the absolute joy and health yeah. with with how he works. Yeah. Like it's, and he'll talk more about that too. But um, he's such an example of of working well and hard yeah. and and um, doing it with his health in mind. And I just appreciate that and admire that. Yeah, so. I do too. I absolutely do. And. Um, yeah, he's also he's incredibly disciplined, and also like mm-hmm. now he he talks about how he's like working towards that balance. Um, and we talked about scaling your business in this um, interview, and I think it's a really interesting topic that we have touched on already, but kind of about mm. um, and even kind of relates to like where we are right now in our like kind of that fear state of moving forwards. And yeah. Joey talks about a lot how scaling and growing is some of like the hardest yeah. most terrifying thing you'll do with your business and so um growing pains are real everyone and be kind to yourself Mm. if you're feeling them and um Mm. yeah let's get into it hello mr joey montoya the one and only hello (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna make this interview very formal I'm going to act like I don't know who you are, and really? you're a mystery to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. So, Joey, we're so excited to have you here on the Create Well podcast. Um, you are a, a dear friend of mine, and um, I'm very inspired by you and your business and your work, and I'm really excited to dig into scaling your business with you. So we've already done a little bit of an introduction before we jumped on, but if you want to introduce yourself in your own words, go for it. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, My name is Joey Montoya. I'm a lip on Apache. I run a brand 
owner of a brand called Urban Native Era. Uh, we started back in 2012, and by we, I mean myself. Um, I always, since I started, I always started. Uh, since I started, I always used to refer to the brand as we. And I now I can, yeah. And now I can officially say like we, because now we're a small team. Yeah. <laughs> now it's true. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's a really great place to start. Um, I think that thinking about your business, no matter how big or small it is, as a we, is really powerful. Um, and I think that it act- it really builds a lot of credibility at, at as a entrepreneur, a beginning when you always refer to your business as we, even if you are the only employee. Um, what what do you think of that, Joey? What are your thoughts on, on we? I know you love it, so I just want to hear what <laughs> you love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, just fr- from the beginning, I think for me it was like the business was the focus and yeah. I never really wanted to center it with just myself and I wanted people to yeah. see the business and... I, I just I, I know this to this day like there's people who think like we're probably like 20, 20 people you know working on the mm-hmm. business or even yeah. when they would ask like oh who's posting or who's doing all this I'm like uh, just me <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah I I really prefer um, the we but you know I know some people mm. um, I know I guess like from the beginning mm-hmm. it was never just about me as well it's, yeah. it's more of um I, seeing into yeah. the future. I love that. I think it's a really a powerful like mindset to have. I think for me too, as a singer songwriter, when I was first starting, um, <laughs> I used to say things like, "Oh yeah, I'll like you know, I'll 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 bring that to my team, or I will um, talk about that with my team, even when my team was me only." <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like this thing I would say to to let people know that like even one person is still a business, you know, and. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, I think that's really powerful. Um, so I have a bunch of questions for you. Um, I really admire your brand um, from day one, even when I didn't know you personally. I We met through your brand. We met through mm-hmm. Urban Native Era. Um, you were uh, selling beanies at a um, event that I was performing at, and I went over to you, and I bought three beanies. And from there, I, I got to know you while having known a lot about the brand first, which I think is something I forget about. Um, So basically, I first want, since we're talking about scaling your business, I'd love to start at the beginning. And a lot of people listening to our podcast, I know are very much DIY entrepreneurs, DIY artists, people um, either at different levels of getting their businesses or their, their personal brands or their creative businesses off the ground. And so I'd love to know... Like, what was the hardest part of getting your business off the ground? Was it a logistical thing or was it an emotional block? Or like, what was that one thing that you had to push through before moving forward in the beginning? Honestly, I, I get that question like every now and then of like, you know, what are some of the challenges that you had starting the business? Yeah. And, you know, looking back, it's been about eight plus years mm-hmm. and I honestly can't remember a moment where like I was just like done or exhausted Mm. until um recently actually Mm. and I think the the part of scaling and Mm. doing that work right there is is challenging in itself especially when Mm. you know 
you're not if you're not ready to scale or you're learning as you go as at, uh, as a business and i really had to switch this yeah. mindset of like oh snap like how big do i want this this brand to be and mm-hmm. start literally building the groundwork so to be yeah to be honest like nothing too challenging i mean of course yeah. there's like these the ups and downs of of running a business mm-hmm. but i think what really kept me going was just the passion behind yeah. the movement behind the work behind our community and that yeah. that literally like fueled me um to where i am today and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i think this this yeah. the scaling part is is a hard part and it's challenging yeah. for for myself because everything that I do moving forward now is is all new to me, and mm. I'm literally learning, um, yeah, learning as I as I go, and you, you know go. the challenge, yeah, in the challenges of, um, you know, building a team, yeah, yeah. managing, learning all that. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. I think that we all think of like you know the question is always like what is that one thing at the very beginning that was hard but sometimes it's like there are so many beginnings along Mm. the road of your career and you know you've gone through a lot of growth recently and that can be an incredibly scary thing and and can Mm -hmm. definitely leave you um you know i think we were just talking about this with erica and thunder voice hat co and about how they just moved into a new space into a new warehouse Mm -hmm. and how a lot of times we think of growth as this incredibly positive Mm -hmm. and hunky dory kind of like sunshine and rainbows, like skipping into the sunset. Now we're a big deal thing, but Mm -hmm. growth and scaling is actually one of the most terrifying parts of having a business. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Um, And so, um, and yeah, and so you talked a lot, you talked, you just talked about, you know, the, the passion and the movement and, and if you could like, you know, speak on that a little bit more to our listeners about like what you mean by the movement and passion and um, and what really your mission is with your brand and how important you think it is for brands to have a mission at all. Yeah, well, I think personally, like if I didn't have passion for what I'm doing, what we're doing, then I would not be where I'm at today. And I probably would have given up or started something new. And I think that has really kept me going for the past eight years. And, you know, it's not easy for folks to to start a business. You know, you can start Mm -hmm. something, but there's this like two year, uh, which I never really had, I guess, uh, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was told that there's these like, you know, you got to get past uh, the first two years as a business. If you get past the first two years, um, you're on your way to like, you know, more, more years, many years of, of, you know, a good Mm -hmm. business. And yeah, I think for me, it was just the the passion that really kept me going and, you know, just seeing how my work, um, and the work we do at Urban Native Era, just through fashion and clothing, um, is really Mm -hmm. helping the community in different ways. It's creating visibility and just seeing that and hearing those, like these, amazing stories of people reconnecting with their indigenous culture or learning more about uh, certain issues or things that they haven't even thought about or really just skipped, you know, during um, history class uh, during Mm -hmm. school and elementary or high school. And, you know, so I think like hearing these stories, it's also just reaffirming um, the work we're doing and just how many people Mm -hmm. love the brand and, and love what we do. And I'm, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm blessed. I'm thankful. And I've been feeling really grateful um, for the past eight years of that, that I'm able to really do what I love and mm-hmm. continue to yeah. to provide this type of um, art and design and platform for, mm-hmm. you know, something bigger than myself. Yeah, I mean, it's really powerful. And I think that, you know, you and I have had a lot of conversations over the years about your message and you know, those who have never owned a UNE um, item or don't know as much about the brand, you know, one of the things that's so powerful is like the you are on native land apparel. And um, Mm -hmm. I remember one of your posts, someone was asking about, you know, is this only for indigenous (laughs) people or is this something that anyone can wear? And I right there in that question I think that was kind of like the beauty of your brand and how you are amplifying um this mission this message and um this visibility while also very much hoping that people of all walks of life will wear your clothing so if you Mm -hmm. can speak a little on that and like that instance I'd love to hear more about that yeah yeah and so the design you're referring to is the our urinative land design and it's something that we released in 2018 and with that design originally we released it with this other design that said natives by the bay and it had this image of the golden gate bridge with um, other features as well and with that design my intention was to um, really share with people that really don't think about indigenous folks at all or indigenous Mm -hmm. spaces or indigenous land and to really say that in a subtle way, in a creative way, mm-hmm. in a design way. So me growing up in San Francisco, I remember just like uh, being in, in the city and like realizing like, dang, like all these people who work in these skyscrapers don't know mm-hmm. the original people of this land. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in San Francisco, yeah. the Ohlone yeah. folks, um, you know, in LA, the Shumas, Tongva um, and Gabrielino. Yeah. Um, nations and tribes so it's like mm. it's bringing that perspective but I love it because a lot, we get that que- question a lot too even in, more in particular with that design is can we wear your brand even if we're not native and we create our our apparel for everyone to wear and we think yeah. it's really important for um, people outside of our community to wear our our stuff because we really want mm-hmm. to um, not only just spread awareness just through apparel and design yeah. but just like really just breaking through and like sharing that and making those like connections and Mm -hmm. um break down those barriers and the walls yeah exactly exactly and i think there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of that too and there's a lot of a lot of things that folks just don't know about indigenous folks so i mean i understand the Mm -hmm. question too asking and and all that and people don't want to cross boundaries or lines and all that but Mm -hmm. i just i love it when uh, non-native folks wear it because we know it's reaching beyond our community. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really powerful. Um, I think it's incredibly powerful um, to see non-native folks wear your apparel and amplify your message. And mm-hmm. um, um, so another thing I want to talk to you about, Joey, is discipline. Um, <laughs> because I find you to be one of the most disciplined people in my life. And um, I think that really is why one of the reasons why you're so successful is because you're incredibly disciplined and you work really hard and so you know one of the things I feel like is very disciplined about you is that you get up very early and um you 
I mean, can sit at your computer for hours and hours and hours and <laughs> very, um, you know, diligently work and be organized at what you need to get done. And um, anyway, I'd love to, to hear a little bit about your your day-to-day practices that keep you motivated and disciplined as a creative entrepreneur and, um, you know, more about your daily routine and what, um, you know, how do you do it all, Joey? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it's, I feel like there's so many to, so many things to unpack with like the day-to-day and, um, my work and how I work. Mm -hmm. But I think, the past year being <laughs> cooped up in a one mm-hmm. or two bedroom, one bedroom um, apartment in Los Angeles really allowed me to dive into who I am and how I work and how I've been working for the past, mm-hmm. um, you know, since I could remember. And I learned a lot about myself and how I, how I also, some of the things that I really like and some of the things I need to change um in order to scale in order to grow mm-hmm. and with that it comes yeah. a lot of um could come with a lot of of pain and you know like yeah. i beat my uh i feel like the past year i beat myself up a lot with like why can't i do this or why can't i do that mm-hmm. and yeah. um i think just recently i started to really look back and and stopped uh, hating on myself of like why can't i do these things and just mm-hmm. really taking it day by day and and really learning and mm-hmm. I think being open for change and open to mm-hmm. learn and get better because I'm not perfect mm-hmm. with all the work that I'm doing, but I'm, I really am trying to be a better person and a better version of myself. And that comes mm-hmm. um, in many ways, but I think comes yeah. um, with time. So for yeah. the past like eight years and longer of just how I worked, I was always a person that really wanted to get things done right away. I jumped to yeah. action and mm. that has had yeah. so many benefits of mm. for the past eight years for the business. But yeah. um, this past year, I was stuck with like taking a pause, taking a break like everyone mm. in the world. And that right. really... Uh, put a lot of um, mental stress in um, yeah mental stress with me and like the way I work and really looking into like well how can I begin to improve um, this and get past this go 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 mentality of like Mm. um, so with that I started to really look at like well what are the things that really bring me joy and what Mm. are the things that um, that makes me happy and I think about those things of just being by the water because I think in order to like mm-hmm. continue to to really push and move yourself, you really need to look at yourself and and um, heal yourself and you know reflect of like some of the things that you want to improve on and yeah, um, and you've been going to the water a lot recently. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing too. I realized like I I need to to be by the water. It, it helps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, calm me down and slow me down in, yeah. in a good way where I can really think about some of the things that I need to to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But with, yeah. And with that, it just like, you know, you, you talk about the discipline and I there was a time which I loved. It was when I moved back <laughs> home. Um, yeah. I moved back home in 20, 
2018, after a year of like being yeah. on the road, I moved back to San Francisco, mm -hmm. lived with my mom, and I woke up like every morning at 4 a.m. for about mm -hmm. six six months straight, I think mm -hmm. it was, and I would go to the gym, work out, um, mm -hmm. make it to the coffee shop by six, and then I would mm -hmm. be there until like 5 p.m., go home, mm -hmm. eat, go to bed by like 6 p.m., and I'd yeah. wake up and do that over and over again. And I would get super excited um, mm -hmm. but I, about doing that routine. And I was not burnt out. I wasn't exhausted yeah. at all. And I think that's where I really learned that passion can really help fuel mm -hmm. um, your day to day. But you need to, or for me, myself, I, I, like, I need to exercise. I need to eat healthy. I need to do things that also heal me in different ways. And those are the things that I kind of learned. I know. Um, We're getting older now, too. So. <laughs> I know. I need, need to stretch a little bit, too. <laughs> you gotta stretch all those legs. Yeah. <laughs> but those are the things that I've, like, really learned. And, and it really helped kind of prepare mm -hmm. me to, like, this next level, this next step of, of, yeah. of learning about myself and... Um, how yeah. do I want to spend my day to day and how, what c continues to move me? And, um, like you said, like, I'm really kind of like, a, I, I, I jump to action. I'm ready to go. Like I love quick pace stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's all also yeah. like not, not the case all the time, you know, sometimes like we yeah, need to you plan have that balance too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes we need to plan and prepare. And that's something that I'm like learning to do, especially with this like bigger team, um, so that we can work effectively yeah. and be be the best team we can be. Um, so I think we're like in parallel like universes. Me and Joey. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm going through the same thing because mm -hmm. I mean I'm not sure if you've ever read the book like the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, mm -hmm. um, which is really interesting. But it talks about how a lot of times like we are so focused on the instant things we need to do, like the instant gratification or the emergencies or like the things that like, require our attention now. And when a lot of times we should be focusing more as well on the things that, that are like the slower burn or the things mm -hmm. that we plan for ahead and like the strategies. Yeah. And, and I always say like Joey is my chief strategy, like officer <laughs> of my career because he's always talking about strategy. Like what's your strategy? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, I think that this also, you know, you've been doing your business so hardcore for eight years and now you're starting to work in like, okay, I need balance. I need to like really check in. But I think there is that fire that you just like kind of burn and burn and burn and burn in, in the beginning of like, got to get up for you. I've got to work all day because a lot of times in the early stages of your business, it's, mm -hmm. you know, you have to have that, um, that almost like radical discipline in order to push mm -hmm. through the times when everyone's telling you that, that the odds are stacked against you and everyone's telling you that you're crazy and la la la, which I feel, mm -hmm. you know, I've pretty much been doing my music career about the same exact, exactly the same amount of time as you've been doing your business. And mm -hmm. I, I think now like, you know, eight years in, I'm starting to feel like, oh, okay, whew, exhale time to create like a mm -hmm. real balance <laughs> mm -hmm. and take care of myself. So that's really cool. And, I think, you know, that also goes back to the thing of like when you're working, work disciplined and work efficiently and when you're not working, submerge yourself in water, you know, and really, mm -hmm. really um, unplug and really, really heal. And so I think living in those two worlds is so important. And I think you do that so amazingly well. Um, I just have a couple more questions for you. Um mm -hmm. 
And um, I, I, you are someone who I'm always turning to for advice on social media. And obviously social media is something that is huge with all creative entrepreneurs. So can you talk a little bit about the importance of social media in your business? And um, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the whole question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, just I guess relating it into um, what you were talking about, it's it's a lot of it's routine, um, mm-hmm. you know, having that routine and setting that routine. And I've been re- uh, I've been waiting for this interview for a little while, and I've been I was excited oh. because I was uh, at, when you asked me to be on this interview, I was also reading this book called Traction, which I definitely recommend Ooh. for honestly anyone really because it helps. It can help. It's more focused on on business aspect mm-hmm. and like working with a team and all that kind of stuff. But I think you can really pull mm. things uh, from it in different ways where now I'm, I'm starting to incorporate quarters, uh, not only in my business, but in my life where I can um, spend three months out of the year, you know, exercising or eating this way or working this way and then change it up the next three months. Yeah. And that, that, that works for Ooh, me because I like that to... That sounds fun. Yeah, and I like to, you know, I like to change things up and you know in the book that it says that um your team is more likely to complete a a goal not in if it's mm-hmm. a if it's less if it's broken down in throughout the year so you know not 12 mm-hmm. months to finish the goal so how do you break it down into quarters and then into months and into weeks yeah. so that's how i've been kind of like maneuvering uh, mm-hmm. some of the things that i'm doing outside of work where you know i'm, really I'm starting cool. to get back on track and like eating healthy and whatever healthy looks like for um, many folks and just, yeah. you know, incorporating that and have a holistic attitude towards that. It's all it all goes into it. Yeah. Health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of that. That's cool. And then so like with that, I don't really handle too much social media at the moment, but it doesn't mean that I'm like not thinking about it. HUD, our new creative director, he handles um, pretty much all the social media um items for instagram and tiktok which has really helped Mm -hmm. as well and i used to just throw that into my routine as well like okay Mm -hmm. you know 8 30 in the morning post noon post those types of things but i feel like with social media and being an artist or designer or creative person and there's always going to be this this business aspect to it and we really can't not think about business as an artist as much as like mm-hmm. we want to do our work like design and all that we really need to um think about well how are we going to share our work to other people how, how are right. we going to continue to do what we love mm-hmm. overall and yeah. social media yeah, has business, been yeah. yeah and social media has been like super helpful for starting out like i started on facebook and it was just me posting mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, videos and photos of like um, rallies and movements that were happening. Mm-hmm. And I saw that there was a, a need for uh, representation and awareness mm-hmm. of indigenous issues. So social media yeah. is kind of like I grew up with it and I grew up really studying it and learning it. And for me, yeah. I immerse myself in thinking about other ideas and thinking about mm. um, just different ways to engage with our audience and you know, like TikTok yeah. has obviously, 
you've seen it grown in the past year or so and Mm -hmm. it's so wild because i remember you know two or three years ago um and like people talking about it and now we're just like Mm -hmm. okay well we know the benefits of it like we know what it can do we know that it can reach a lot more people and we can't not as a business as a creative like we cannot be on it so i'm even on it on my personal um Mm -hmm. you gotta be engaging everywhere yeah yeah Yeah, Um, that's that's really i mean i I love your point that you know it's a business and you've got to think about it as a business and i mm -hmm. think that a lot of times as creatives we get very precious and we're like yeah but like you know my work is you know the art comes first and like you know create well our whole purpose is talking about how creativity wellness and entrepreneurship all go together and not one of them means more than the other like it all Mm -hmm. is like equally very important and I think that a lot of times I'm sure you hear from people like I hate social media social media is evil like blah 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 and it's like Mm -hmm. you know yes but like there are bad and good things to everything but it is a business and social media is a tool and it's a tool in our toolbox and we got to use it to its Mm -hmm. fullest if we want to really bring our business to its fullest. And so I think that's a really good point of like, you got to engage and you got to, you got to do it because it's a very powerful tool for growing your business and scaling your business. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's wild. It's, it's wild to think too. I, um, I actually haven't taken a break from social media since I started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which it's wild. I mean, wow. I think like, yeah. I think for me, it's, it's, I just feel like it's fine and it doesn't overwhelm me at all. I mean, mm-hmm. even with growth, it could get overwhelming and it could be a lot. Yeah. But I don't think it's something that I'm like, I need to take a break from, you know? Yeah. That's really good. I mean, everyone, like I always say that we always say this when we talk about social media, like everyone, you know, your own boundaries, you know, like your own like Mm -hmm. mental health and like what you can and cannot do. But I think, you know, and that's personal and like up to you. But I think Joey, what you do really well is you like, we like you very much realize that like social media is not reality. It's not the real world. So Mm -hmm. like if something doesn't go well, like sometimes we feel like so wrapped up emotionally in social media when it's like always reminding ourselves it is a business tool it is not reality. <laughs> you know, it is like yeah. this, it, you know, it is uh, not the same thing as sitting face to face with someone. It is something that exists inside of an application. And to remember that those like emotional boundaries, you know, maybe that'll make it so that it doesn't wear you out as so much that you need to take a break from it. It's if you like mm-hmm. always remember yourself, rem- remind yourself of those boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Joey, this is like coming. <laughs> I wish we could talk all day. Um, but last, my last question mm-hmm. for you, um, actually is my second last question. Cause then we have the question we ask everyone, but, um, what are some of your goals for uni and uh, your business in the next five years? Nice. I love it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, love goals. Well, it's crazy. Cause like that book I talked about traction, it really helps with, um, you know, help create your goals as a business to like have goals and, mm-hmm. you know, having like a core focus and all that. And so we, so at the beginning, yeah. beginning of the year, we sat down with like a bunch of our, well, a bunch of our team, like just our four, four team, um, four people, t- person team at 
Urban Native yeah. Era, and we talked about our goals. And one of them is to, I mean, there's like m- many goals throughout, but I think one of them is to continue to build this uh, collective community. And mm-hmm. so yeah. after that, we broke down like how how are we going to do that? How do we continue to build um, the community? And we broke it down until well, of course, apparel um, design and. Mm-hmm. Um, these other things, but that, and then also um, bringing on more people to the team as well. Cause as, mm. you know, as we've grown in the past year, we also, that means a little bit more hands on yeah. deck. So we're going to yeah. be looking for more folks to actually work on social media and content um, in nice. the next couple months. But um, yeah, those are just some goals that we have in mind. Or, or just goals in, with the Urban Native Era. There's a, there's a bunch I other, but I won't, won't go down the list. <laughs> um, we have so many goals. Goal, another goal <laughs> is to do a UNE merchandising line with Razor Goza. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we had that so first goals. on the list. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's number one, actually. That yeah. is more important than anything. <laughs> Um, and then our last question that we ask everyone on the pod, Joey, is in one sentence, what does it mean to you to create well? I blindsided you with this. I, t- I forgot to warn you before, but you really <laughs> warn people. I didn't warn you. Maybe on purpose. I wanted to torment you. I don't know. <laughs> um, wait, can you repeat the question? Yes. In one sentence, what does it mean to you to create well? To create with intention. Is that good? <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> I, the, so I love the, some it. of the some of the things like that came up to my mind with that question was like uh, passion, of course, and then mm-hmm. with um, like another word was just like heart. Yeah. And, but also just like leading with like, I think that's where I came up with intention, just like your intentions for what you create. I think that's really powerful in in like all art, like whatever you're creating, you know, thinking about those intentions mm-hmm. and even the moments you're writing or you're working on a song or painting something like what are you thinking about? Yeah. Are you in a are you in a good p- right. place? Will that help heal um, other people? Mm-hmm. And that's something I think about uh, when I when I work on yeah. some of the items that we would do at Urban Native Era as well. I love that to create with intention. I think that's exactly like how I feel too. I mean, for me, it's impossible to create anything unless I have a real like mission for that piece. Like I think a lot of times, you know, I've met a lot of songwriters who are like, you know, we write because like we write for sync. And so we write like that. What that means, like we write a song because we want it to like monetize in like a certain way. And so like they're Mm -hmm. always like looking for exactly the way to make a song that's going to hit. And like, I just cannot come from that place. I just, I literally am not inspired to. So for me, I agree with you to create well is to create with intention is to create with something that is a part of a broader mission and a a broader purpose and passion. And so I love it. Thank you, Joey. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How can we, how can we find your, your stuff? (laughs) You can follow the brand at urban native era. Um, you can actually check out our latest drop, which um, is called the Sovereign Collection. And you may have missed the pieces. We're hoping it 
it does really well this first weekend. But um, mm. you can check out at urbanavera.com and then myself uh, at Joey, J-O-E-Y-Y Montoya, M-O-N-T-O-Y-A. Yay. And yeah, that's check it. it out. <laughs> check it out, check it out. And cool. um, if you listen to the podcast and you get a UNE thing, tag us in a picture so we can share it. Um, so thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, Joey, for being here. Always a pleasure. And I'll see you soon. And now for the Create Well Challenge of the Week. This week's Create Well Challenge is to make a list of three really tangible things you can do this week to scale your business. They can be super small, but make three of them and follow through with yourself. And this week's song is The Note in Your Dresser Drawer by Halloween Costume Contest. I saw the note in your dresser drawer It said you can't live anymore Fast forward here two months Pregnant with your first kid not including the first one that left I'm sorry we haven't talked in a while Two months ago you said I'm gonna be an uncle We're not even related but it feels like we are I remember all the nights you talk about in your car Listening to a vessel in a town I'd never been to But it was the one that you raced through I saw the note in your dresser drawer You said goodbye to all you said goodbye to all, but you can't keep crawling on your hands and knees on this pale blue dot we've always lived on. I remember the nights going to shows, and it just goes to show that you've always been there. You were there on the night that I turned 18. You always said you should go be free, but I think it's time you took your own advice. Mm-hmm.